Welcome to Radiant Talk, conversations of life, a platform for ordinary people with extraordinary experiences. Join us now with our host, Katina Ammons. Conversations of Life. Uh, since May is dedicated to lupus and mental health awareness, all month long I will take the focus on each topic and how it affects one's daily living. Okay, so again, thank you for joining me today. The stigma associated with mental health disorders often prevents those experiencing symptoms of mental health illness. Um, from seeking the help that they need. Talking openly about mental illness is just not a topic that is comfortable. It seems daunting or disquieting. And since people do not talk about mental illness with sufficient openness or clarity, many of us fail to understand exactly what mental health is which is why it is so, so extremely, it is vital to have this conversation of life. It can be yours that you save one day. In this episode, we're going to discuss what is mental health, understanding mental health disorders. So what is a mental health disorder? That's a good question. A lot of people think that um, having a mental illness, you're crazy, it's self-inflicted, it's only something that you go through in your head. Well, none of that is true. Mental illnesses often are referred to as an invisible illness, okay? While the physical effects of a cold or a broken arm can readily be observed, the effects of mental illness tend to be inward or behavioral, harder to diagnose or quantify with the naked eye. However, this does not make them any less real. It does not even make them any less physical. Mental illnesses are usually linked to an imbalanced brain chemicals or issues with the actual structures and passageways of the brain. A mental health disorder is just not someone's head or um, it's not just something that they're going through. It's not, I'm in a bad mood or I don't feel good or I'm depressed. Okay, um, it, it's real and it affects more than what you realize, okay? If you look at the statistics, it does say that mm, roughly one in every five adults suffer with some sort of a mental health disorder. About one in 25 has a mental health disorder that impairs his or her involvement with everyday activities. Hmm, think about that. About one in 25 adults has a mental health disorder that impairs his or her involvement with everyday activities. And because there is a stigma 
as I mentioned at the top of the episode, that is associated with mental health disorders, it prevents them from going to get help. They would rather suffer silently than to be judged, rather than to feel ashamed, rather than to be neglected or set aside. Talk about depression. Society gives us that by itself. I can't go get help. I can't confide in someone because I have a problem. Because I have a problem that I would like to get to the roots, to get help, but I'm afraid. I'm afraid to be casted out. I'm afraid to be unmasked. (laughs) So I'll just deal with it silently. I'll suffer alone. Hmm. I'll suffer alone until those thoughts become unbearing. Until I hear the other voices talking, over-talking my strength, over-talking my will, my desire to be normal. How sad is that? Huh? How sad? is society to where there's a stigma because you have suffered a traumatic event that I can't go get help. Well, today on Radiant Talk, we are going to break all of that. We are going to smile. We are going to give our testimonies. We are going to overcome the statistics. We are going to acknowledge every form Well, not every, because I'm sure there's quite a few, but we are going to discover a list of mental health disorders that are common amongst all of us. (laughs) And probably you too, but you just won't admit it. You will not admit it because of the shame, the stigma that is attached, that has been attached since 500 BC, but thank God we're free. We are free, we are able to have that conversation of a life to save our own. It's running rampant. We do understand that signs and symptoms of mental illness, uh, they manifest different, different ways. They impact individual lives differently in unique ways. It is impossible to exhaustively list the various signs and symptoms. With that said, there are some common signs to possibly mental health disorders, which are all too important to watch out for. Illogical thinking, nervousness or high anxiety, loss of drive, the decline in functioning at school, work, or whatever your daily activity would be, a major or erratic shift in your mood, withdrawals from interests, relationships, or social responsibilities, heightened sensitivity, Changes in sleep patterns, or perhaps your appetite. 
problem thinking clearly. Yeah, those. Those are just some of the signs and symptoms of mental illness. Hmm. And I pause there because think about it. Have you withdrawn from interest? From the things you like to do? Have you noticed that behavior in your loved ones, your friends, your family? Relationships you don't care to entertain? Social responsibilities you don't care to come out? Something you love to do you no longer have the desire to do. You're constantly feeling overwhelmed, high anxiety over everything, illogical thinking. Hmm. There is a variety of different mental health disorders. Uh, each one does have a unique cause and can affect individuals in specific ways. Some of those are depression, and I don't mean just being sad. I don't mean hmm, feeling blue, you know, it's rainy outside. I just feel like, what? No, 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 no. Not that. Clinical depression, okay? Clinical depression like a sense of loss. Depression is a mood disorder that can be ongoing and may seem without external cause. It can lead to lethargic, meaning that all you feel like doing is staying in the bed. When the sun rises, you're like, oh God, I saw another day. Hmm. Why you do the same thing? No will, no desire. Don't want to turn on the lights. Don't want nobody to come in. You don't want to go out. That dark space. That dark space can, in some cases, even turn to a suicide idea. And again, it's all because of that stigma that is associated with mental health disorders. It stops someone from seeking the help that they need. They would rather sit in the dark and contemplate suicide versus being judged by seeking help by having that one sound word, that one comfort song, that one friend. Yes, talk to Jesus. Yo, yeah, all that. But if you don't have the will to get up, where's your will to talk to Jesus? You don't have the will to pray. Being in that space, you don't want to pray anymore. Hoping that it will all go away. Contemplating a permanent fix to a temporary situation, a circumstance. And in this day and time, with this pandemic, with this 
world global pandemic that we're going through oh yeah it's very much real roughly one in five adults suffer with some sort of a mental health disorder I said it before about one in 25 adults have a mental health disorder that impairs his or her involvement with everyday activities so yeah depression will do that then you have bipolar disorder which is also often referred to as a manic depressive disorder refers to a disruptive brain disorder that prompts unpredictable shifts in your mood your energy levels and even everyday functioning it make it hard to cope with even a minor setback so I find it no coincidence that this is a very heavy topic to cover in May of 2020 think about where you are how do you feel? How do you cope? I'm guilty. I'm so guilty. Being a single parent of two, dealing with lupus, some days <laughs> I couldn't tell you where I was coming or going, but I finally tried. I bet, I journal. I cry until I can't cry no more. Then I understand. I understand. And this is why I tell you, write it down. How did you get there? What event happened? What were you doing when this emotion came over you? Who do you talk to? <laughs> Who talks back to you? <laughs> because we need to be mindful of that too. But again, it's real. Anxiety. The feeling of anxiety is a normal and even to a degree a healthy part of living and that's just in the everyday hustle and bustle of life okay but an anxiety disorder can cause something more than temporary worry or fear it can be long-lasting and it can worsen over time interfering again with daily activities and responsibilities. We have to find a way to talk. Conversations of life, it is so essential to your daily being. It's necessary. And I don't mean have conversations just to get into someone's business. Be sincere, have conversations because you never know that conversation that you have just might be the one you save. So 
someone's life. You have post-traumatic stress disorder, also known as PTSD, which is a condition that occurs in people who have lived through scary, dangerous, or traumatic events. Mm, oftentimes it is associated with military vets and those who have experienced abuse. And that can be abuse of a physical domestic violence relationship. That can be uh, corporate abuse. <laughs> okay, uh, you know how you get on the job and you're not a, a, a yes man, okay? And as soon as you buck the system and tell what's right, well then retaliation sets in and that can become PTSD. Because then when you go to your next job, you're afraid. When you go to your next relationship, you're afraid. When you hear a sound, you're afraid. So people that are suffering with PTSD may feel anxious even when they're not in any kind of danger. It can sometimes experience flashbacks or an intrusive memory of a past trauma, rape, date rape, again, domestic violence, the workplace, traumatic. There's schizophrenia. Individuals experience symptoms of schizophrenia may be um, having a hard time distinguishing between what is real and what is uh, a hallucination or a delusion, okay? This is a serious condition. It can impair their thinking, their actions, and daily living. Contrary to the common misconception that this condition is not the same as split personalities and is seldom dangerous, though it is always serious. Again, go back to that dark place. Remember when I talked about depression? Yeah, sitting there. Sitting there, they're all tied together. That's why it is so imperative that we bring awareness to mental health. People don't talk about it. People are not clear about it. Yeah, they say May is mental health, wear green ribbon, and yep, that's it. We talked, we touched it, we talked about it. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No. Absolutely not. I want to throw out a phone number. Here's your resource. Go get that. No, no, no. It affects families, relationships, friends. It's serious. And then the last one I would like to touch on is OCD. <laughs> which is obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, this is an anxiety disorder that is characterized by obsessions, the persistent thoughts about something you fear. 
in the compulsions, the rituals, uh, the behaviors that you engage in to seek relief from what you may fear. An individual with OCD may find that it takes a great deal of time to complete a basic task. You know, before you leave, check the door, make sure you turn off the stove, even though you didn't cook, but you're scared that you didn't turn it off and it may catch on fire. Yeah. It takes you 30 minutes to leave the house. Again, fear. Something that might surprise you about mental health disorders is how common they actually are. It's not this far-fetched disorder <laughs> that really needs to be silenced. It's like sex. <laughs> People have it and don't want to talk about it. I'm confused. It's out in the open, but you don't want to talk about it. Your disorder is out in the open, but you don't want to talk about it. I don't understand. You can break free. Millions of people are affected by mental health disorders with many more diagnosed every single day. Every single day. 1.1% of the United States adults <laughs> have schizophrenia. 1.1. About 2.6% of the United States adults have bipolar disorder. Now get this. 18.1% of adults in the United States have some sort of an anxiety disorder, including PTSD. Mental health disorders are obviously an endemic to the American life and health. But the good news is that treatment and recovery are possible. The important thing is to seek clinical care as soon as you go over those signs and symptoms and you're able to, you don't have to have a list. You don't have to have two or three. One, one symptom. Go seek help. Go seek help. It's not to worry about what you'll be stigmatized at. Hey, would you rather seek help? Or would, they, would you rather have an obituary read? You've got to find something to hold on to. You have got to find that mustard seed of that why. <laughs> he said he had a plan for us. And I know, I get it, I get it. Sometimes it seems like that plan will never manifest. It seems like <laughs> it's manifesting for everybody but you. <laughs> You're so wrong. You're so wrong. I'll tell you. I'll unmask. I'll tell you right before, uh, what, before May 15th, okay? My youngest baby girl was, was turning 13. 
and the day before I was over it. Uh, they're little girls. She's, you know, a typical preteen, turning 13. And uh, I was afraid. I have a responsibility of leading a 13-year-old through this crazy, crazy world that we're in. I did it one time before. Yeah, I have a 19-year-old. <laughs> Whoa, but the times are different. The times are so different. And I did not want the responsibility. I didn't want it anymore. I sat in the parking lot at night, crying, overwhelmed, overwhelmed over the idea, not that anything had happened, <laughs> just the idea. That's why I said, or who's talking back to you? I'm telling you from experience, it's okay. It's okay to unmask. It's okay to have that conversation. It's a safe place. My outlet is music. I actually had gone to YouTube and I pulled up uh, Fantasia's song, um, it is necessary. And in that song, <laughs> she says, it is necessary. It is necessary to go through, you go through. It is necessary. So I was like, well, Lord, I'm not, I'm not certain that this one's necessary, right? I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. You know, I've got a 13-year-old, well, soon-to-be 13-year-old. We are in a pandemic. <laughs> We're locked in our house together. I'm homeschooling. We're work schooling. We are talking church. We are praying. We are sleeping. We are eating. We are 24-7. And you say it's necessary? Okay. Yeah, I sat still not wanting to receive it. Cried? Yep, I did. Anxiety was chronic. Depression set in. Anxiety set in. All over a thought. Fear. Something that biblically he doesn't give us. He said, I give you a sound mind. Okay? So just to let you know that you're not in this alone, you can and you shall overcome. There are modern methods of treatment that is available. It is important for you to seek treatment in your area. Find out what's available. There are several of methods of treatment um, that can be available. Therapists that you can see. You can see a psychotherapist. 
a psychiatrist. You may have expressive therapies or creative art therapies, um, which involves the arts and the making. Uh, some of the therapies include music therapy, art therapy, dance, drama, poetry, something. Something. Remember I said, uh, when I gave you a snippet of my own personal, that I sat in the car and I listened to music. Music at that time was my therapy. I didn't want an antidepressant. I didn't want more medicine. I didn't want another prescription. I just needed to express that. And that's why I say, write it down. Write it down. Journal. It has been proven that music therapy is an effective way of helping uh, that suffers um, from mental illness. You know, I can tell you that it helped me because the next day, <laughs> baby, I gave my baby girl the, it was a nice little party that we wasn't supposed to have a party deal. <laughs> but she had balloons, she had her friends, she had a cookout, her grandparents, her friend. you know, it was just so different, but it was intentional. It was intentional because I had to set that tone. I had to get that release. Because guess what? If I did not, my depression would then become her depression. My anxiety would then become her anxiety. And I could not allow that. I could not allow that. Turn on jazz. Get a glass of wine. Music is therapy. There's also activity therapy. So recreation therapy, occupational therapy. It promotes healing through active engagement. Making crafts. Make a wreath. Put a, a summer wreath on your door. <laughs> Arts and crafts. I chuckle, but I'm serious. It has been proven. It significantly lowers the level of depressive symptoms and anxiety in many studies. Physical activity, playing sports, walking, riding a bike, doing any form of physical activity to trigger the production of various hormones. It can elevate your mood. Physical activity can have the same impact as an antidepressant when treating depression and anxiety. But they won't tell you that. They would rather give you seven antidepressants. Again, that's a mask. You're not dealing with the root of the problem. How do you get to the root, Katina? Write that out. Write it out. Yes, write it out. Make it plain. Just like in the Bible, in Habakkuk chapter 3, where it says, write your vision, make it plain. Yo, write it out. Speak to that thing. If you do not, it will talk back to you. 
it will overpower you. We are overcomers. We have the victory. The fight was already won. Hmm. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> Sometimes, Katina, it's not that easy. Trust and believe, I know. And this is why I can stand before you and say the same thing. Because I have been there. I have done that. Take a walk. Hey, which music? Your earphones. Run like hell. But I tell you, when you're done, what a release. We don't have to go to the first thing. The first treatment of mental illness is always running to an antidepressant. But that doesn't have to be the case. In severe cases, now, let me, let me, hey, let me put out this disclaimer, okay? If you need it, go get it. I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling you. I'm not diagnosing you. I'm not telling you. I'm not legal aid. I'm not telling you how to handle your illness. What I'm simply saying to you, put one foot forward. Try it. Make an appointment for a psychotherapist. I have one. Her name is Miss Jackie. <laughs> and let me tell you something. When I go in there, I talk her ears off. I know it. I go in there with my notebook. I go in there strategically because this has been bothering me. I need this, 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 and this. And Miss Jackie will sit there. We'll talk through it. We'll figure it out. We'll write it down. I'll get a game plan. And I will practice what we have worked on. What she has given me, I will implement it. Meditation. That's one thing that I started tapping into was meditation. I actually had the honor to sit with, um, I call her my, um, my self-proclaimed godmother. <laughs> and uh, she was teaching me meditation. And uh, I tell you, it took me a week to get it because it's hard. I never realized how hard it was to sit still and literally relax. Close your eyes. Envision who you are, this upper person. Envision the true self, your true you. Oh, what a beautiful picture. What a beautiful sight. I know for me it was anyway. <laughs> but meditation is good. The practice of mindfulness meditation has several mental health benefits such as bringing about reduction in depression and anxiety and stress. I think on YouTube, there's a, I may find the link. Check back on the podcast, and um, I'm going to put a link for this YouTube meditation stream that I did use, and I hope that that will be helpful for you like it was for myself. But um, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot. And I know that we are running out of time, but um, spiritual counseling, okay? If you belong to a the body of Christ and you have someone that you can 
confide in, seek spiritual counseling. They can help you gain a better understanding of your issues as well. It's available. It's available, guys. You know, evidence suggests that there's 450 million people worldwide that have some sort of mental illness. It says that major depression ranks fourth among the top 10 leading cause of disease worldwide. Within 20 years, mental illness is predicted to become the leading cause of disease worldwide. Women, <laughs> we are more likely to have a mental illness than men. And out of that 450 million people, one million of them commit suicide every year and 10 to 20 million attempt it. Come on guys, this is something that is very, very necessary. We have got to open this conversation up to have about mental illness. We have got to break the stigma. We have got to break the stigma. Use hashtag break the stigma and tell your story. We have got to break the stigma. That's a lot. That's a lot. According to the World Health Organization in 2004, depression is the leading cause of disability in the United States for individuals 15 years old to 44. Absence from work in the United States due to depression is estimated to be in excess of $31 billion per year. Depression frequently co-occurs with a variety of medical illnesses such as heart disease, <laughs> cancer, chronic pain, lupus. <laughs> it is associated with poor health statutes Each year, roughly 30,000 Americans take their lives while hundreds of thousands make suicide attempts. And that was back in 2004. We're in 2020. Hmm? We're in 2020 with a pandemic. <laughs> and again, since people do not talk about mental illness with clarity, people around us fail to understand exactly what it is. The stigma attached to it causes people to suffer in silence. It causes them to suffer in silence. We can do this no more. Hashtag break the stigma. I want to see it. Tag me in it. I want to see it. Hashtag radiant talk podcast. Hashtag break the stigma. It's got to get better. It's got to get better. I'm here. If there's anything that I can do, extend any resources out to you. If I can help do the due diligence for you on a day that you're not able to do it for yourself. 
send me an email. Radianttalk at gmail.com. I will walk alongside of you. Radianttalk at gmail.com. On Instagram, it's radianttalk. Hashtag break the stigma. I want you to know that you're not in this alone. I want you to know that you too can get better. You can get better. And I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you for getting your paper, getting your pens tonight, today, to start that journal. Journal entry number one, date and time, emotion. <laughs> Write it out. Tell me all about it. I can't wait. Again, I definitely thank you for tuning in today to Radiant Talk Conversations of Life. This platform is for you. It's for me. It's for us. Unmask. Be set free. Hashtag, let's talk about it. Again, thank you for joining.